As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, welcome back. We got to turn the camera thing thingamajigs up. To another ha- episode from you boys at the Buffalo Happy Hour. Today we're doing things a little bit different again because we're setting up still as we're recording for y'all. You're going to be tracking on my face. Oh, God, you in this fucking limp dick microphone. Can you figure it out? <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. How's everybody doing today on this fine uh, Monday morning that you're listening to us? It's actually Tuesday for us, but we're out here vibing. Mike, what's going on? Oh, just a bunch of stuff. We're doing good. We, uh, I don't even know anymore. You know, we're well, trying to figure it all Scottish. out. Um, Did you see that adorable video of that? It was like, I don't know how old she was, but. She had a uh, permanent marker on her eyes. Uh, her brother drew on her eyes or whatever, and it was a Scottish girl. And she woke up, and she was probably like 10 years old. And she's like, it's not funny. I got school. And she had like this super deep Scottish accent. It was absolutely adorable. But that's what you reminded me of right there. Um, You want some? Bruh? Yeah. Yeah, I need to top off. Hell it. Pause. So you doing good? Hanging out? Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You really meant top off. <laughs> Relax. Put a little more in there for good time's sake, you know. We'll get the sponsorships out of the way. Queen City Creative Works, thanks for your partnership. Addies. Uh, yeah, thanks for your logo. <laughs> Queen City Creative Works, if you want personalized, branded Buffalo Happy Hour merchandise, head over to their website, queencitycreativeworks.com. Scroll down, click the homepage, and you can buy coasters, water bottles, and bottle openers that are metal wrapped in silicone. Uh, more to follow with Queen City because we're constantly in communications with them, as is. Uh, but thank you so much, Queen City. We appreciate you guys. For sure. Addies, thank you so much for your logo. Um, for uh, useless fact, we'll get that out of the way. And then we'll dive into the real topic today. Useless fact is always a real topic. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I took, yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. took notes. We're going to go deep. On what? Top off. When invited by a lady to spend the night with her, Benjamin Franklin asked to postpone until winter <laughs> when nights were longer. <laughs> I 
What? That's why I was supposed to be born in this great country. Yeah, that's one of our founding fathers, essentially. He's just like, dude, you know what? Let's revisit this conversation winter right. when nights are longer. You're at the bar. You're feeding shots of this chick. And she goes, you want to come stay the night? And you go, no. Five months from now. Yeah. We'll wait till winter when that's nights are longer. That's a riot. That, that man's a savage. Then he got struck by lightning flying a kite or some nonsense. <laughs> what a beast. Do you think anyone's tried that now? What was his, his I'm success rate? try it rate? with my wife. What was his success rate? Oh, I don't know. Do you think he plowed him? No, no, no. Chill. <laughs> he definitely had a high success rate because he was, uh, he had like syphilis or some, he yeah. had like multiple yeah, STDs. Syphilis. Oh, yeah. They're a dirty bird, you know? He was a dirty that bird. They hilarious. all were. They're all disgusting, dude. So, mean potatoes of the episode. You and I are. Exhausted. So let me pull this up and I'm going to start with some good news. The good news is I'm working on getting my bathroom renovated. Oh, are you? Let me read to you what I said to this person that came into. Oh, no, he didn't come yet. Oh, okay. Pause. So you go on their website and you pick a slot for the estimate time, mm-hmm. date and time. They're they're in the, the North Towns. Yeah, no free shout outs. Yeah. yeah North so, so they're coming to the house. They charge you for the estimate. But if you go with them, they take it off the bill. Whatever. How much is the estimate? For an hour, 75 bucks. Jesus in person. Christ. In person. Just whatever. Just come for a free estimate. Listen, not all, not all companies are the good companies like that. It's annoying. So anyways, listen to what I said in the project description box on their website. Single bathroom renovation, 1,200 square foot ranch, insert town name. It's pink. We need to update it so it's not pink. <laughs> Going to be selling the house within a few years, and this is the last big project we're doing. Mentally planning for some plumbing and electrical updates as well within the bathroom. We don't need top-of-the-line finishes. We just need an updated, functional, better-looking space. Send. I'm going to meet this guy, and he's going to be like, perfect description once he sees it. Because it is. like yeah. I just, just update the damn thing. Give me an updated GFI. So then I have a whole separate note in my phone. Labeled bathroom reno. I'm doing the demo myself. Saving the money. You don't want to do the actual reno yourself? I'm I'm good with a sledgehammer. I'm not good with caulk. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I know my lane. I'm going to stay in my lane. <laughs> Let me rip everything out. You go in and Wouldn't fix it. Wouldn't that be it. fun, though, to do? The finished work? Yeah. No. I've done finished work in like three houses at a previous job. I'm good. I'm not doing it myself. Okay. I got a couple questions about the window. Leaving it at that. I don't know. I don't know how to go about that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna let them figure it out. But I got a What's couple questions the on the window. I don't think the window's up to par. So we need to talk to them about the window. And then I got to update like the trim. insulation or something. View? No, no, no. Okay. It's it's whatever. It's like Mazel Tov or whatever it is. <laughs> so so you can't see and you can't see out. Right. It's got Mazel Tov. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mazel Tov. So. <laughs> 
I'm going to talk to him about the window. But then I said, new vanity. Give me some pricing on Backsplash. We'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe not. Are you thinking about doing the whole thing dry? Because you have a oh, lot bro, of... Oh, bro, bro, I'm going to studs. Yeah. I'm going to studs. I'm telling the guy, I'm going to studs. I need you to finish this. Everything is being taken out. But, like, what's your time frame? Because it's going to take I'm a not while living in the house. Don't... Oh, you're not? Oh, no. Okay. I'm leaving. Where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Me, Here? my wife, dog, we're leaving. Yeah, right? I'll live in the studio. Honey, I'm recording tonight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, quiet down, because I'm in the garage next door. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, yeah, so we're leaving, but we're trying to do this no later than Memorial Day. MD dubs. Yeah. So new flooring, new ceiling fan that's a higher CFM because the current one is shot. It's like 30 CFM. Like I need to, I need to boost this up. It's a joke. It's not getting this. It's not getting the steam out. Yeah. I need a new diffuser for the AC system that's inside the house. Update the electrical. I want to sync the lights with the fan. So it's one and the same. You flip one switch and both the fan goes on with the light. You know what I mean? Really? That way, even when you go to the bathroom, the fan goes on. Well, yeah. Why not? Every time you turn on that, the ba- the fan goes on. I don't know. I'll talk. I'll talk to him. Yeah. Let me we'll question mark. <laughs> question mark. Question mark. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The windows mazeltoft. Okay. We're gonna do some toilet work. Um, the baseboard heater. Leave it alone. It's fine. It's white. Works. Who cares? Don't touch it. I need new lighting in the vanity. And then update the bathtub. It's the only bathroom in the house, so I right. need a bathtub for resale. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. I can't. I can't do a stand-up show. It's one. It's one bathroom. Yeah. There needs to be a tub. So it is what it is. We're gonna update. We're gonna keep it as a shower curtain because who cares? And then we're gonna cheat towards the laundry chute that's grandfathered into the house. Mm-hmm. New York State updated its codes for those that are listening out of state. And then we're gonna cheat towards the chimney stack. That goes up. So if you're washing your hands at my vanity, right to the right, that's the chimney from the basement all the way up. Mm -hmm. So I want to cheat that a little bit and see if I can cheat and gain a little bit of space in the vanity. I got you. So that's that. Um, And then I don't want tiles on the walls. I want the the drywall for bathrooms, floor to ceiling. So And then inside the the bathtub area, I got to figure that out because I don't want tile. So I want to figure out like what we can like do that's also like cheap. There. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you don't need anything crazy. No. So we're talking to the guy, but the whole thing, you know, white tub, like whatever. So talking to the guy. Updated plumbing, updated electrical, no big deal. Hey, you got to move that switch. Yeah. So so that's in the works. He's coming at the end of the month. I'm all juiced up. So leaving work, swinging over, taking care of it. So that's the bathroom Reno project. That'll be done by June. That's exciting. Yeah. Boom. Are you planning on moving next year or two years? Or is that not in the works? We don't know yet. We don't cool. know yet. Cool. Within five for sure. Oh, Jesus. I hope so. Yeah. That's a long time away, five years. A lot of things are falling into place that take priority. Yeah. So it's okay. Plus, the market's crashing. The homes that we want are actually dropping like 20K in price. It's fine. Yeah. Those okay. interest rates are so high, though. That's what I'm saying. Which it's going to go down. You can always refi, bro, bro. I know. I know. You can. So, this is going to be a two-part episode. You ready? Sure. Mean potatoes. Topic. Men's mental health. Are you going to break down? No. God, listen. <laughs> no. God, no. no. Men's mental health. Are we at 15 yet? We're at like 12? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel it. 10 close. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can we talk about my physical health and how my neck is still messed up? But we'll get to it. You're moving better, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, because I decided that I wanted to go bowling Saturday night, which was not the best idea because I was out of commission all Sunday because I threw something out of my neck again. I've never been in so much pain in my entire life. We're getting old, bro. You got to go slow. I got to go to a chiropractor. That's what I Correct. I can feel like gaps in my spine. I got one. Like it's there's one spine knuckle. I don't know what they're called. There <laughs> one spine knuckle up at the base of my neck and they're then like discs. another one down in the center. Like that's how big the gap is. I can feel it and I know that there's air pockets in there that just need to snap, but I'm nervous because I don't feel like touching my neck and having it hurt even more. But all I've been doing is like Have you ever seen those videos before we get to men's health? Have you ever seen those videos where like it's spine corrective stretches where you put Why do you watch these? behind your neck and like you lean because you know how men kind of get that hunchback type thing where it's a ball like Round a back. beach ball yeah there's you gotta like put stretches. your shoulders back that's what I'm saying yeah you put your shoulders back you lean on a counter or something and you lean down and yeah. that helps you know what I've you, been doing you, that a lot because that does help the feeling door frame put your would you call me put your hands on either side of a door frame can't these shoulders are too big relax <laughs> and then lean lean into the door frame. So your hands are implanted on the wall, yep. and then you sink, and then you get that uh, that range of motion. That scapular retraction? Yes. And then force things back. Have you ever done that My as dad a kid told me that. where you push hard against it, and then you walk away, and then your arms start going yeah. up? Yeah, we all did. What was that about? Nice. That's what happens when there's no internet, and you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to those uh, chocolate coins there, bud. Correct. Chocolate coins for days. <clears throat> all right, men's mental health. Men's mental health. It's a real thing and it's never talked about. So mental health, do check-ins, and I wanted to elaborate on our relationship off camera. Everybody sees the hunky-dory, happy, smiley, nonsense, we got scotch, we're having a good time, it was a gift, (laughs) right? Like, whatever. But recently, you've noticed that I'm smoked, I've noticed you're smoked, and we have legitimate off-air between us conversations that... I'm not going to dive into the details, but what I will say is that we do like legitimate check-ins to make sure that each of us are okay, which I have a total of four, including you, five, five dudes that I can go to before my wife, before my sister, before my dad, like five dudes that I can go to. If I legitimately need to reach out, mm-hmm. how many do you have? Probably about the same. Probably the entire bridal or groom's party. Besides, I could go to Tom, but do I want to go to Tom? That's the real question. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I, he's going to watch one episode, yeah. it's going to be this one. No, I, I totally could because him and I before you you should go to Tom. Yeah, hundred percent. We we've known each other for our entire life, and before like a year ago, everybody goes through some stuff, and we're always there for each other. So I definitely could. It was just more of a joke. But no, of the course. entire the entire bridal party or groom's party, I'm confident I could probably go to five out of the six of them. It's it's interesting because Maybe there's four out of the six. There's like there's viral reels and TikToks of. Guys' night versus girls' night. Mm. And, like, the whole macho thing of, like, there's there's 
comedic skits f- that are famous from comedians where they're just like, you just bottle it up and bury it deep and break out in hives. Like my, my grandfather legitimately did break out in hives because he never actually like talked about it. One of the first people that were important in the like foundational, fundamental, uh, like, how the hell do I word that? They were instrumental in in that forming and like raising me. Yeah. Right. He was a Vietnam. It was my stepdad. He's a Vietnam vet. He was in law enforcement and went through a lot. Like he went through a lot. Going to need a lot of these today, bud. Correct. And when so my mom passes away midway through a deployment. Right. You know that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't actually cry until. I was home for nine days mid-deployment to bury my mom. I didn't cry until like day five. And I'm in the house that she passed away in. And I didn't, I was just relaying the story of me getting home on deployment because I was the first dude in the U.S. Army to get Red Crossed out of the specific country I was in for a Red Cross message. Oh, really? Because we started deploying to that country in 2015. Hmm. So it wasn't a thing yet. And I was there 2017 to 2018. So the army was just like, we have like the SOP in place of what to do, except no one's needed to do it out of this specific country. So like, what does it look like logistically? What airports do you use? Like whatever. So I, it's me, which is fascinating. So whole thing goes through, it gets approved, whatever, fly home. Relaying then the story about how I am the first, like it took four full birds which is the rank before general to be like we're going to handle it at our level we're not going to push it up to the mm-hmm. you know the stars and we're going to literally just do it like it's all good and then i broke down and the vietnam vet said crying means that you're still human it's good to cry mm-hmm. and coming from him i'm like damn like that dude like he's seen it, you know? So like that was one of the first times where it was like, okay, that's insane. And what's what's interesting is I was doing Do you remember in like when we first met? This is like 2010, 2011 when you and I were talking about graduating from college, working full time, trying to buy a house that's like an investment property, then how do we still get a toy which were in in for us it was crotch rockets, like we want right. a bike. And then we're, we're having that conversation and we were talking about legitimate personal development and there's, we were doing both. I don't know if you remember this conversation, but we were both doing some essence of personal development, whether it was like Eric Thomas, Les Brown, um, like name them, like the famous motivational speakers that are just like, how, like, do you want it as bad as you want to breathe? Like the, those quotes where you basically, you intake something negative and then you're able to output something positive and you're talking about rainbows and unicorns. Mm -hmm. Then the personal development transformed into, and I have, I have this question because I know we did, we've done that. We've done the, the, the initial, you know, turning it into something good, seeing the, finding the silver lining. But do you or have you done deep dives into yourself to figure out what drives you? I don't know specifically if I have done deep dives in <clears throat> to figure out what drives me. I mean, I'm sure I have 
thinking about it, I mean, what drives me is just the fact that I want to be able to provide for myself without having any assistance from anybody else because I consistently feel like I don't want to burden anybody else with my problems by asking for help. That's ultimately what drives me to be who I am and to be as either successful or unsuccessful at something because I feel like if I succeed at it, I don't have to burden somebody else by helping me, whether that's with a goal that I have or monetarily or emotionally. Like I don't want to bog anybody down with my problems, so I just try to succeed on my own. That's ultimately like at the bottom what drives me. Follow-up question. Mm-hmm. So when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Somebody that can't get this mic in right. When I look in the mirror, what do I see? In like what context? I see a relatively successful person that has succeeded in most of the things that I've tried to do, but still have like intrinsic flaws that only I know of because I don't divulge a lot of that information to people. So when I look at the mirror, I see all of my self-consciousness like my or what I'm critical of myself of. I see a person that struggles somewhat with um, anxiety a little bit, which is I found out like three years ago. I, I see those things that I haven't necessarily divulged to people because I don't feel like bogging people down with, oh, it's just another anxiety kid. Like, that's not what I wanted to be. So although I see some of those positives, I obviously see all the negatives because I'm the only one that I've I've dug myself such a hole by not telling people what's wrong with me that now I don't have the outlet to tell people what's wrong with me because they're going to be like, where did this come from? You know, and I just don't feel like bogging people down with it. That's ultimately what it comes down to. But it's funny because we both have five people that we can go to. Right. But still, like I, the thing too when it comes to this stuff is that everybody has their own inner demons that they fight. So if I come to you, I know that I could obviously always come to you. But you're dealing with your own shit. So why would I, if I know, one of the good things that we've talked about before is that I about finding the silver lining in things, and that is honestly one thousand percent my biggest strength as a human. I'm so good at finding the silver lining of things because even from birth, two years old, my parents got divorced. I'm like, how in the world am I going to get around this? So starting off early, I always had to find that silver lining. Like, okay, now I guess this sucks, but my mom can now be happy. My dad can now be like, everybody can be happy. And it's just finding the silver linings that help me deal with my inner struggles. So when I go to you, I don't want to bog you down because I know internally with me, I'll figure it out. Whether it takes me two weeks, two months, a year, I'll figure it out eventually. I don't want to burden you with additional stuff because I know you got stuff going on. That's what's always going through my mind is just I don't need to continue telling people or confessing to people because I always feel like it's a burden. Have you ever thought that someone could cope with their own issues by solving someone else's? 100%. And you still have reservations. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's wild. Autumn Leaf is going to flip out <laughs> over we, this episode. We have these discussions a lot. Like, it, you say a lot, 
you have these five guys that you can go to outside of your sister, which you can go to your sister. I know you can. Your relationship well, yeah. with your sister, one hundred percent. Same with mine. Mm-hmm. We talk about this stuff all the time. I would honestly probably put her above most of the five guys that I have because she. When you have a sibling relationship like that, most of the time you grew up in the same exact environment. There's obviously some one-offs where like you guys were separated at birth or whatever. The age gap is too grand that you can't relate on that level. But in our situations, we're very close with our siblings. And I know that I could go to Jill if I have any issues at all. And she comes to me if she has. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Any issues, too. Um, so yeah, I, it, it is wild that because I know just based off of like other experiences in my life, if you teach somebody something, you learn or solidify those thoughts even more in your mind. Mm-hmm. So you helping somebody work through things ultimately helps you work through the same things, but it's, it's still just that I don't feel like getting into, it's also a lot of effort, you know, like explaining everything you know whereas with a sibling you can just say it and then they'll be able to piece the back end together because they grew up with you yeah but but even like even siblings like how long you see all these things on tv of people going to therapy how long into a therapy 
like counseling, like sessions, do you actually break ground? You might break a little ground in the first session, but it takes a while to break that sure. that wall. And I just don't feel like I have the time to go through it with a lot of people because I would rather talk about so much other stuff. Like you and I, I would rather talk about the bills or whiskey or anything rather than my own mental health. I'll figure it out. I'm fine. But that's where that's where it ultimately comes down. But you're fine till you're not. Right. Yeah. You know what but, I mean? But I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I've ever even come close to that breaking point. I, I don't really know what the breaking point is because I've never broke before. So I guess it's that whole thing. I mean, bringing it back to another interview we did with Noelle, she was talking about how there's that ditch and you can be anywhere before. I mean, that applies to more than just nutrition. You can be anywhere outside of that ditch and you're fine. But the second you fall in, it's done. You're on the, the ditch. Most part. Yeah. I don't know where I am in that meadow before I am at the ditch from a mental health standpoint, but I've, I've never been in the ditch before, so I don't have anything to reference it off of. Uh, I have been in the ditch before, I guess. When you break down extrovert and introvert, where do you think you fall? That's super easy for me because I I am solid at the fact that I am an extroverted introvert. I'll explain. So <laughs> introvert, the whole concept of being extroverted versus introverted, a lot of people associate it with just being social and outgoing, but that's not what it actually means. Those two terms relate to how you recharge and how you want to how you can recharge your body and relax and bring everything back down to like normal center. Yeah. I'm a very social person. If I'm in a crowd, I'll work the crowd. I'm, I can talk with anybody. I can communicate. I can basically relate to anybody. I mean, you and I have done 150 interviews. You can, Mm -hmm. at some point you develop that muscle memory to be able to communicate with people. Even if it's about a topic that you don't, Oh, you're an accountant. That's awesome. What do you like? You can still, even the boring topics, you can relate to them. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I would 1,000% rather be at home by myself doing something by myself because that's how I recharge. So I'm 100% an introvert. What about you? I'm an introvert. Yeah. And it took me... Shit. 29 years to learn that. Did you always you always thought you were an extrovert? Oh, God, yeah. Because I was always a social butterfly. I would talk to people, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I would have to remove myself... And I didn't know that I needed to do this. One of the first times I did it, I was still in and I I grabbed my personal hygiene kit and I walked away from the entire unit and we're in the middle of the woods and I found a rock that was built into the ground, right? It was just part of the terrain and there was a small stream that just did its thing mm-hmm. And everybody set up their tents and their hooches, like, right off to the side. We occupied a range, and it was behind the range that we were on for, like, a week because we were in charge of the range for all these other units to come through. And we were there for, you know, X amount of time, and then otherwise we were, like, out conducting missions in the box, whatever. It was a massive training event up in Fort Drum. And I found this little retreat. And I brushed my teeth at the stream. 
and I was away from the noise. I heard no generators. I didn't hear the tower. No one was shooting, so I didn't hear that. Like, nothing. It was just peace and quiet. I was in the woods, and all I heard was the wind go through the trees, and the leaves were moving. I was listening to the birds. I was seeing a couple chipmunks and squirrels running around, like, whatever, nothing crazy, and it was just super relaxing, and that's when I realized that was the first time it clicked, rather, that I knew this is what's comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And then I would start hiking more. And the more I was alone in the woods, the the calmer I felt and the more centered I felt. And then I was like, let's do this in winter. Then I did it in winter. I went to um, Hunter's Creek mm-hmm. in East Aurora. The day before the hike into the morning of, we got hit with a, a massive snowstorm. There was like three feet of snow in the woods. Complete fresh powder. No one else was out. It was me and Sam. And I met Harley and her dog, Luna. And we took a hike. And it was, the snow was still falling and there was no noise. Because it was the middle of winter, still snowing. So that moisture cut all that sound wave out. It was so peaceful. So quiet. And that's when I was just like, this is this is it. Like, this is what actually brings me back. Then I went to a work event in Connecticut, and I left. I was so overwhelmed. There was so much sensory overload that I felt like I was a glass. And everything I was taking in was the fluid. And my glass overfilled. And I was spilling over the sides. And I couldn't take anything else. And I'm like, I, gotta, I just got to leave. So I found a warehouse. There was a couple employees working the warehouse in forklifts. And we were in this building and the warehouse was right off to the side of it. And I just left the building on a break. We had like a 30 minute break. I skipped lunch and I went to the warehouse and I just walked the aisles. I just walked the bays in complete silence and got away from no one knew where I went. I'm just like, I'm just going to take a walk. I need to take a walk. And they're like, okay. I walked through the warehouse, kicked out of the warehouse. And it's a, uh, it's like a commercial professional park where it's like, this company's this building, yeah, and like then you go up the park, road. Yeah. yeah, it's a commerce park. Yeah. And I found a, um, it's Connecticut, so there's woods everywhere. And there's an undeveloped section of land. So I just sat there in the trees on a rock, and then just same thing. Listen to the wind hit the leaves, totally decompressed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, like, I hate people. Where do you think that, so I have a similar experience. When I was... Similar to your army experience, you know, very stressful situation. I was on a work trip. Um, thank you for your service. Uh, but I was, <laughs> I was at a work trip, and it was back when 2015. Basically, a group of, of 50 people my age. It was this development program, whatever. Um, it was 50 people my age, and they all went out drinking. What I did was I set. We were in Baltimore at the time, and I went to the bay. I sat on the rocks where the water is because where the like the inlet of the bay is and I just sat there for four hours. I didn't read. I didn't do anything. I just stared and watched the waves coming in because I am so much more comfortable being by myself and bringing in like nature rather than going out and partying and getting overstimulated that way. Where do you think, though, that comes from? Like what do you think it's healthier one way or the other to be an extrovert or an introvert? Because I have thoughts on that, too. Well, I feel like as introverts, extroverts need what we need just in the adverse. I think that's how extroverts recharge is by being involved, being around people, being in conversation. When they're alone, it's actually what we can't stand the most. But like in that situation, is that 
like there's pros and cons to each, obviously. But when you're an extrovert and you need to be around people, do you associate that with just not being comfortable with yourself? Because you and I can sit down by ourselves and be okay with our thoughts. In a foreign country. Right. On top of it. Not applicable to me, but yes, for you. No, dude, 100%. You you could easily sit down. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but that's, I'm talking about past experiences. That's, a, that's yeah. what I'm saying. When we took that hike, it was, a, it was a long walk, but it was a borderline hike because of the terrain in Ireland. Oh, yeah. We just went up that hill, remember? Yeah. We went up that massive hill on that side street when we followed the water, and then we just bang left and then went all the way up, and then they're just like, whose land is this? I was like, I don't know, but there's a tractor. Right. And then we kicked right, and then we just got to the overlook. On that street, yeah. same thing. Like we needed that to recharge, yeah. and just to see where we're at. I don't like, even know if you and I talked that entire hike. <laughs> hell no, we were huffing and puffing, <laughs> but we were also decompressing like that. And we were to- like, I was taking a couple photos. Mm-hmm. Like you were getting a couple shots. You were further down the road. I was way ahead, and like then it flipped. Like same, and that. Um, where the hell is that lighthouse that we like couldn't go to, but yeah. we flew the drone Gallagher Head or whatever it was yeah. at the barley field. Yeah. Same thing. Like, yeah, Galleyhead. It was the same thing. Like, we were just decompressing and getting our own shots and, like, just enjoying that whole process of creating content, capturing content, trying to, like, dive into that creative space. Um, I mean, it's just that's natural. Do you feel, though, that it, we're introverts because we're comfortable, or do you think that that has nothing to do with being introverted versus extroverted? I think, I think we, we did have a, I mean, we had a similar but different childhood. And I think a lot of it stems from that. But I, yeah, we're very, we're two alphas for sure. So we're very comfortable with ourselves. But at the same time, we, we charge the same way. We decharge the same way. Like we're very similar in that vein. That's what I think it comes from. I think a lot of it is from childhood though. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you the reverse then. Do you get anxious when you're around people? At times, yeah. yeah. I hate crowds. Like Broadway Market? Nah. No thanks. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I can't. That I don't go. What about concerts? Dep- <sighs> I feel like there's an ability to be an introvert in an extroverted environment. I agree. Now, what I'll say to concerts, there's a difference between a stadium show of like Shania Twain, Celine Dion, Beyonce, mm-hmm. Garth Brooks. Like, you go to the Ralph. Okay, I'm at the Ralph. It's basically the same thing as a Bills game. We're all there for the same cause. We're all there for the same reason. We're having a good time. It's a great show, etc. There's that. Mm -hmm. There's also a town ballroom to see a metal band or a Silverstein or, like, name the band. And you're like, okay, this is way more intimate, and you're not... You're not as uncomfortable. I am more comfortable in town ballroom seeing a metalcore metal band than I am at Garth Brooks at the stadium. Mm. And I don't know if it's just a different vibe. It's a different environment. Granted, there's there's what? A couple thousand people maybe at town ballroom. Like whatever the capacity is as a building. Yeah. Couple like high hundreds, yeah. right? And then you have 75,000. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a different environment in itself. So I'm I'm not comfortable at the Allentown Art Festival, a Bills game, um, Wing Fest, 
the the country music, the Taste of Country concert. Yeah, Taste of Country. Yeah. And then I'm more comfortable in town ballroom, so like smaller venues. But the smaller venues are way more compact, mm-hmm. but I'm more comfortable there because then I'm just in my workspace. When I'm at the Ralph, not to date myself, but when I'm at the stadium mm-hmm. and I also have my wife, like I'm taking that into consideration. When I go to the town ballroom, it's just me and a couple of dudes that I'm super right. close with seeing the same band. Like we can we can handle ourselves. Like when I'm at the stadium and it's my wife, it's a whole separate True. trigger. Yeah. If that answers the question, I don't yeah, really know. No, it does. Because for me, I feel like I can focus. When I'm in those situations, I focus and basically pretend like I'm the only one there, if that makes sense. At the stadium or town ballroom? Both. Like, I'm comfortable in most social settings if I put myself in that mindset that no one else is bothering me. The second people start bothering me, I get super anxious because then you're making me aware that I'm not comfortable. Like like going to see a show at Tal Ballroom and I could focus on the act or who's singing. I I feel like I'm I mean, it's gonna sound super cheesy, but I'm listening to a CD live. Like that's what the mindset that I put it in. Right. Like I'm listening to the band, but live. When you start hitting me like in a mosh pit or something like that, or you start talking to me, like that's when I start getting all right, guy, like go to your own what area because I'm in my own space right now. I'm just here to see this and then I want to go home. I don't want to I don't want to socialize with you. I just want to experience this and then go. Because the second that that starts coming in, I start getting anxious like stop talking to me, dude. Like I want to be alone cuz that's what I'm here for. And it's just super weird that you can put yourself in situations where you know that you're comfortable and you're not comfortable but you do it anyway. Absolutely. And that's almost every day. Mm-hmm. Almost every day. It like one of the most common ones is public speaking. Yeah. Most people hate it, but they're forced to because of their job, you know, mm-hmm. but you just got to the old school mindset is just work through it. Right. Just public speak more like you'll you'll just get used to it Which, to a degree. They're not wrong. I also had that mindset for eons, but I also took public speaking in school multiple. Cl- like I started in, in high school taking public speaking yeah. classes, so I never wanted to feel uncomfortable speaking in front of a lot of different group sizes. I was, I mean, what, it was 2014. I spoke in front of 2,600 people. Yeah. I was almost just out of, you know, just out of high school. Do you think that that comes with confidence, though? Because I feel like people tricks. get scared. It comes with tricks and knowing the tricks going into it. What do you so mean? I knew who to ask. I was like, I've never spoken in front. And it was just a quick introductory. It was nothing. I wasn't leading something, right? Mm-hmm. It was an intro about me, um, you know, name, city, occupation, What, like real quick. You look out, it's 2,600 people, mm-hmm. like whatever it was. It was 2,400, 2,600. And I'm in, I'm in a different state. I'm in California. And I'm like, okay, this is a lot of people. So I asked, where do I look to make it look like I'm engaged, but I'm really not mm-hmm. engaged? And the tip that, but I I knew enough to seek out that answer before putting myself in that spot. It always goes back to preparation, Mm -hmm. right? So um, prior, yeah, prior planning prevents piss poor performance is the key to life. And the best, you know, the best way to go about it is in that instance, 
you find the last row of people. So if this is the stage and I'm here and I'm facing out for your point of view and I'm facing out and all of this is just rows mm-hmm. of people, you find the last row and you look right over the last row's head and it'll look like you're looking at everybody in the room. Hmm. And the other thing is if you're nervous with making eye contact, you look at certain different points on someone's face. You can also look right over their ear. Right. You can look you know, right in between their eyes where their eyebrows meet the bridge of their nose. Like You look at different things on someone's face, and it'll look like you're engaged, but you can disengage at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's also different... like. And that's for every field, even right. for shooting. If you want to, if your eyes are shaking because you're dehydrated and you want to natural center your eyes while you're trying to maintain a good sight picture on a target, you look at greenery, yeah. like natural grass and natural veg, bring your eyes back into focus, and then you can re-engage the target. It's all, all of those nips and tricks across every industry is what makes or breaks someone. Yeah. And it really dials in the introvert extrovert because you can properly prepare yourself for that environment before you step into it because there's so, it's sensory overload. Yeah. So before we round out this episode, I want to know what your perception is because I think that you're probably in the same vein as I am where people hearing that you and I are both introverts is probably shocking. I uh, it has to be. So 100%. What do you attribute that to? Like how are you so quote extroverted like people think that you are? Is that coming from a pay, a place of compensating for your introvert or is that because you're trying to make people happy? Like what is your underlying reason for being so social? Because genetically we're not because we want to be home by ourselves. It has to be a coping mechanism synced to childhood. Yeah. It has to be. I don't know any other way that it wouldn't. I don't I can't think or fathom or pontificate a reason why it's not. I really can't. Yeah. It has to be tra- like childhood trauma has forced that into being the the solution to normalcy where I mean dude there was but it also could be during that that childhood span of time there was also so many different parties that we hosted at the house. My mm-hmm. parents hosted, and I was forced into that environment. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Probably forced, probably a combination of both. It has Trauma to be. and then forced socialization. Yeah. I, growing up, I was always, like, forced to talk people off the ledge. I don't, I don't mean that literally because no one was going to commit suicide, and I had to talk them out. But there's been a lot of situations where I was the man in the house, and I had to talk to both my mother and my sister on what's going on. So I think that that's where a lot of my extroverted tendencies come from because I am being, at a young age, I was forced to teach everybody else the silver lining and things, which means that I was trying, my goal was even though I don't like the situation I'm in because I want to be by myself, I have to make you happy. And I think that that's what that ultimately comes down to right now, because if you see me in any function, like whether it's work or socializing or anything like that, I'm always trying to be like the class clown. And I think that that's what it comes down to is because I'm trying so hard to make everybody else happy because of the stuff, I guess, that I perceive happiness of being, which is like laughing and smiling and stuff like that, if that makes sense. It does, and it brought up a memory of my first panic attack, which would be the next episode. But the 
you're forced to be the rock. And yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize, and I, what I'm really grateful for now is the knowledge of knowing that we're the men of our house, right? Mm-hmm. We're 30, we own homes, we have wives and eventual children. When that time comes, like whatever, we have dogs, successful careers. It's interesting now how we're able to admit I was the rock for my household growing up at an age that I should not have been the rock. Mm-hmm. I handled business, said goodnight to the house, went to bed, put my head under two pillows, and then cried mm-hmm. in silence, not letting them see that. Then I woke up and acted like it never happened. Yeah. And now you're able to express that openly without flack for being weak. When initially for the first like 25 years, we were on this rock that's floating in space. We weren't allowed to. And it's so interesting. That's also why. Oh, that's next episode. Have you ever ever gone to therapy? Like legitimate therapy? Way too many times. Have you? Oh yeah. We'll talk about it next episode. I've never gone. So, We'll talk about that next episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining today. If you like today's discussion on introverted versus extroverted, let us know. Also, if you had to guess, would you think that Mike and I were introverted or extroverted? <laughs> because I can guarantee you, dude, I, I don't know if anybody would say that either of us are introverted. I don't think anybody realized that we had. Okay, people know we had issues at a, on a joking level, but like of actual deep roaded issues are just like, oh damn! Like they're, I just figured they were just like two good normal dudes with like almost no problems. I think that's normal though now. Yeah, these issues, no doubt. All right, well, thank everybody. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe down below. It helps us grow, and we will see you next week where we talk more about our mental health issues. So, <laughs> thank you all for joining. Uh, please remember to always drink responsibly, be a good person, and Michael, do not litter. We're out. your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 